Welcome back. Good to have you. This portion of the program, the Bill Michaels Show on the air all throughout the great state of Wisconsin, brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, they got so much going on. They've got, obviously, uh, all the staples you need, the bread, the milk, the eggs, the butter, bananas. There you have it. Then you've got tailgate fare. You've got food on the go, take-home meals, pothole pizzas. You can get registered for different things like winning a snowmobile or winning a pickup truck. Compliments of a quick trip in the Green Bay Packers. There's so many things going on. You can even uh, get yourself some uh, ease the pain at the pump capabilities as well. So many great things at Quick Trip, and I've voted the best in the country by far. And we know that because it's right here in our own backyard. That is Quick Trip. And don't forget, every time you stop in, use your Quick Rewards card. And if you don't have one and you don't have that number to punch in, man, oh man, oh man, you got to get it. Got to get it. Got to get it. Uh, The Packers lose 24-22 last night to the New York Giants. We've been talking about it all morning, talked about it last night. And there was not a phase of that overall. There was not a phase that was good. The defense uh, had a couple of decent stands, but when you needed them the most, they collapsed. The offense started out horribly. Turnovers, special teams were god-awful. A lot of the same problems we've seen throughout the season. But, you know, it it just – it happened. Now – uh, Jeff says this over in the live stream. He said, I respect all the callers and all of us uh, that share opinions, but nobody saw this team as a playoff team. Let the year play out. There's going to be some changes. Hard to do that when Aaron wanted all of the money. Uh, Jeff, I agree, which is why I said at the beginning of the show, was this is this the team going back to what we saw at the beginning of the season through the first seven or eight games, or is this just a blip on the screen? I think – Last night was a bad game. I think a combination of things. And whoever came up to us yesterday uh, and said, and I don't know what caller it was, but said, do you think this is a trap game? And I said, I can't imagine a team being this young and this hungry falling into a trap game. And then I tweeted it out last night. I said, whoever said it, you were brilliant. Brilliant. Because it turned out to be. Matt LaFleur, this week, when he was asked about his team becoming overconfident, or I don't think the word trap game was used, and he he said at one point, we'll see. And I should have at that point in time went, whoa, wait a minute. Um, We'll see. Maybe he was thinking that, you know, I don't have the same focus this week out of these guys as I usually do. Maybe they're starting to believe the press clippings and they're starting to see, you know, on the NFL Network and ESPN and Fox that, oh, by the way, they're in the playoffs right now. Like maybe they've arrived in some way, shape, or form. And then I even went as far to yesterday to defend the veterans to say, there's so many veterans on this team that have been there, done that. They would not allow the young guys to kind of rest on their laurels. And boy, I was wrong. I was wrong. This team played yesterday like they just had to roll their helmets out against a bad football team and they were going to win. And they got and they got slapped. They played poorly and still could have won that game. So I think they're a talented team. I think that the play caller, especially on the two-point conversion, that that was a god awful call. I think Matt LaFleur got a little bit too intertwined in some things. Uh, we had not seen some of the stuff that we had seen in weeks leading up to this game. The motion, the movement, um, the we saw poor tackling. We saw, you know, ineptitude out of the quarterback. I mean, he 
Jordan Love went back to just floating passes. Just these these lame duck, high outside, floating passes that were two yards off the mark. You know? I don't know. I don't want to argue with Gerard. He was coming after Matt LaFleur. I thought Matt LaFleur schemed a lot of guys open in that first half. Jordan Love I missed them. Guy, yeah, Jordan Love missed, missed guys. Um, I, I, on the first two drives alone, there were three passes that were poorly thrown. And even... And I know, but nobody wants to hear it because if Troy Aikman, God forbid, he said anything about the Green Bay Packers, then it's because he's a former Cowboy and he's biased. But he was correct when he said Jordan Love just missed him. He's just that's just a bad thrown ball, and everybody went crazy on Twitter. Oh my God, uh, get these two guys off the air! And it's like, what do you want the guy to say? Perfectly thrown? Because it wasn't. It was a garbage pass. <laughs> we saw the the reversion going back to what we'd seen prior to the Pittsburgh game, where just floating balls off the mark, you know. I, it just wasn't a good game. And that play that uh, Jordan Love fumbled, by the way, Tucker Craft had the block, run to the sideline. You yeah. pick it up easy, and Jordan Love turned it right. back upfield. So, I, yep. you know, we can complain about play calling, but there were plenty of plays to be made. Jordan Love was off with the throw, or a player didn't execute. Yep, I completely agree. Um, Vince says, hey, Bill, nobody's talking about uh, Devondre Campbell defending a receiver just like the Raider game, or was it a breakdown in the secondary? I'd have to go back and look. I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't know if you you know, again, we go back to your best wide receiver is lined up against a linebacker. I don't know if maybe that just happened that way or if he ended up splitting out because maybe whatever the, the call was was off. I, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to con- concentrate on all of that, but I'll go back and look at it. And I know that's a cop out because people hate to hear that. Oh, I hate that. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, give us a shout. 877-867-1670. Uh, this one's from Jeff. Uh, Jeff says, uh, hey, Bill, uh, this team was not going to win out. It was bound to happen. I just didn't think it would be against the Giants. See, I, I thought you beat the Giants, you beat Tampa Bay at home, you got ahead of steam. You know, you go to Carolina. Carolina's a beatable team but you don't take them too lightly because they are an NFL team. And then probably the game that you would end up getting beaten via coin flip, basically, would have been the Minnesota game. But when, and then when you come home, you, you beat the Bears, you find yourself in the postseason, you go from there. But now you got you got to play top-notch football pretty much the rest of the way if you're going to get to 10 wins. I thought nine wins would put you in, but – a loss in the division or in the in the conference could end up hurting you. Let's go to Joe listening to us in De Pere. Joe, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Yeah, a couple things, Bill. First off, I thought the Packers were going to lose yesterday because I just thought that they're a young team and that they were down. They're due for a letdown. They played so well and they were due for a letdown. A couple things that I'm concerned about. Jordan Love seems like he has leadership. Seems like he has the demeanor to be a quarterback. But you talk about it all the time, his deep ball, his flighty ball, how that ball comes off his hands. If you're going to put – I don't know when you're 25 years old, if you can correct that. And he's played quarterback a long time, and it seems like it continues to happen. And the missed throws, that interception, he underthrew him. You have the other, the throw in the end zone where it underthrows Toure. He underthrows him. There's not a mm-hmm. chance for those guys to make plays unless you put the ball out there. And then one right. final thing, Bill, you talk about – the veterans, Devondre Campbell cannot play. 
You watch him fill that hole on the second uh, down, uh, second touchdown by Barkley. He comes right in the hole, right like uh, uh, you know the the old Oklahoma drill. He should have filled it, should have hit him. But what does he do? He doesn't even tackle him. He bounces off him because he doesn't he doesn't wrap up anymore. It's like right. he's afraid to tackle. And I, I just don't see the the veterans and Jair Alexander. Time to let him go. Time to trade him. He is, in my opinion. He's going to hurt the young cornerback because of his attitude is better than he Remember, last year he made the statement, yeah, we weren't following the coach. He basically said we weren't following the coach's directions. we got to do a better following what the coach wants. Right. That means he's a freelancer. So, you know, I, I expect him to lose. You think about it, they win against Tampa Bay, which they should at home because they're a better home team, and then they beat Carolina. Then they're in the driver's seat again to get in the playoffs. And if they get in, great. If they don't, let's just see some growth this year. That's the key. Yep. No, I appreciate the phone call. I uh, When it comes to Jair Alexander, again, same thing as Christian Watson, you got to be available. And, you you know, you can talk and pontificate about how great you are, but you got to do it on the consistent. And this season has not been a great season for Jair to begin with. Between the injuries and, you know, early on this season, he was – he was just a guy out there. He wasn't really making that big of a difference. He's never been an interception machine, so he's not going to get you turnovers. But, you know, it, it just um, – he's never – he's been a good corner in terms of coverage, but he's never been the interception guy. And there's others out there that can that can pick the ball. And he's being paid like he's – the man like he's almost you know Deion Sanders back in the day or Darrell Revis back in the day and he's he's not and when going back to Devondre Campbell you know Devondre Campbell last night by the way um he was your third leading tackler with only six tackles think about that Darnell Savage had seven Isaiah McDuffie had seven Campbell had six Valentine had four Wyatt and Nixon each had four but but look at where you're you're getting it. Colby Wooden had two, Kenny Clark had three, and Devontae Wyatt had four. Everybody else that made tackles is in your secondary. Your linebackers are in your secondary. You're not getting much out of your front guys. Rashawn Gary had one tackle or two tackles last night. He had two quarterback hurries. He was the only guy. Two quarterback hurries last night. He was the only guy. He got uh he got DeVito on the outside edge once where DeVito got outside of him. And because I think it was Carrington Valentine started to come up to fill the outside gap, Rashawn Gary chased him out of bounds. Or he threw the ball away. It was an incomplete pass, I think is what it was, twice. But that was, that was really about it. There was nothing else. I just can't believe they could not get a sack on that quarterback last night. It's almost shameful. It really is. 877-867-1670. Adam's listening to us in Houston. Adam, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How are you doing? Doing great today. So just kind of echoing what you had said previously, I'm very tired about how predictable it is at the end of games for our D not to be able to hold on and, and finish it out. Uh, to the point where when we scored the Heath touchdown, there was not a lot of joy, actually. There was, oh, crap, we left a minute and a half on the clock we're probably not going to win. Um, given that, I was wondering if you think that we should, I was a little surprised at how much we were in the hurry up on that last drive and we weren't trying to eke out, 
and have it, you know, come down to the last couple plays and score in the last minute with a few seconds left. Mm-hmm. Lafleur was going hurry up. He was he was going really fast and trying to score as quickly as possible. And I know you want to get the touchdown. You don't want to be too cute, but I just think that given that our defensive situation, we should have tried to win the game with the last possession or as close to it as possible. Do you think that he should have tried to take some more time off the clock in that last offensive possession? Oh, I think so. I mean, when they went to hurry up, I'm okay with hurry up because if you want to get out of the, if you want to go no huddle, you can keep that personnel package on the field. I'm good with that, but let the clock wind down. Let you know mm-hmm. you can take yeah. some time off the clock. They they, in essence, on a couple of the plays that they had, they probably let go of about forty seconds. That had they had that yep. back, maybe maybe things are a little bit different for the Giants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, when, of yeah. course, when they called the two point play, right? It was and the two point was... conversion was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even Matt Lafleur admitted that he he admitted the play call yeah. was bad. Yeah. He took re- and I appreciate the fact that he at least took responsibility for that. Appreciate the phone call. Uh 877-867-1670-867-866, excuse me, 877-867-1670. Boy, the sneezes and the cold. Holy mackerel. Uh let's go to Tony in Sussex. Tony, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hi, Bill. Um Hey, what's happening? A few things here. Um I think at this time of the season, the way the pack the Packers are going to go as Jordan Love goes. In other words, he was overthrowing. He wasn't setting his feet um, many times, and they were even calling it out on TV, just showing. And he was just off. He was just he was just off last night. Some of those passes, receivers were open. Okay, the 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 touchdown pass or the attempted touchdown pass to Tory. He was under pressure. He had to move to the right. He couldn't throw the ball when he wanted to or how he wanted to. That's why that ball was where it was at. So I'm not going to put that on him. I'm really not, really. Um, And when it comes to one last thing, when it comes to the defense, at times they had a pretty decent rush, but it seemed like they never had anyone in the middle. They never had a linebacker or safety or someone in the middle because how many times did their quarterback DeVito go right up the gut, right up the gut right. because they had good pressure and, and Hey, the guy's maneuverable. The guy is good is quick on his feet to get out of trouble. I mean, they could have had definitely a few sacks there. There are times they had their hands on him, but he's slippery. Okay. And that's what, that's what, you know, he's made to do, but they never had like a rover. They never had anybody in that middle to say, okay, we got, you want to go up the middle. Guess what? I'm here. You know, they never did that, but definitely to me, what I saw is um, Jordan Love made some great throws, especially towards the end. But like I said, that team's going to go if if he can set his feet, be accurate throwing the ball, because they had many, many, many opportunities to get a lead on them, and the defense was playing okay, you know. But um, that's exactly what we got to deal with, and I was more worried. I wasn't someone that thought, "Oh wow, I hope they don't, or I hope they don't like get stale, or you know, and 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 are flat coming out." As a team, I was more worried about him. Like, hey, keep it up, you know, don't overthrow people, and you know, things like that. But um, right. I think that's I think that's what we're going to be looking at the the next, you know, the last four games coming in. 
as if he can get his accuracy where he needs to get. Even the simple 10, 15-yard pass, some of those that they caught, if you, you know, like even I think Aikman or one of them said, boy, he's, you know, Jordan Love is really making receivers work for their catches. Because for right. some reason, it, I didn't know if he was nervous. Maybe you can explain that because I'll tell you one quick thing is um, I remember Brett Farr doing that. He would be kind of like that early in games and like he'd be coming to the sidelines and I was watching a clip one time and Holmgren is staring at him and they kind of make eye contact and Holmgren says, are you all right? You all right? Kept asking, are you all right? And he goes, yeah, I'm all right. You're sure you're all right? That's all Holmgren said. You know, in other words, so it might be he knew, you know, and, and, and we're going to put up with that. But you have a great show. Thanks, man. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, this was right out of the NFL, and I was reading this a little bit earlier today. I wanted to bring it up because this kind of summed it up, what I had said last night. It said the Packers entered Monday night on quite a hot streak, but played the first half of this game as if they never finished even preparing for it, delivering few answers at best for what the Giants defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, had cooked up. Everything seemed difficult for an offense that had made uh, so much look so easy in recent weeks, yet they still took a 10-7 to lead at halftime. But the second half mistakes piled up, starting with Keyshawn Nixon's muff, muff punt, continuing with a sack taken in the red zone. It ended in a field goal instead of a touchdown. And as Green Bay's defense started to fall victim to a crafty Giants offense, the Packers couldn't respond, taking yet another red zone sack that preceded a missed field goal and even after the Packers recovered an uncharacteristic uh, Saquon Barkley fumble, it was the defense that ultimately gave it up yet again. The Packers' re- recent resurgence has been a fun story. And then it goes on to talk about them being a young team. And they're only a young team by a few months. Okay? You've got Cincinnati almost as young. The Lions almost as young. So this whole thing about being the youngest team is like, stop. Just just stop. But anyway, it, and, and that's exactly what I said. It's like this team, just for everything they did so well, and so smart, and looked so prepared, was just the exact opposite in this game. And basically what I said last night was basically what was said here today. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now. Pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 
If by chance you're out in the lacrosse area looking for a great place, just, you know, get away from the hustle and bustle of the holidays. Sit down, relax, eat, enjoy yourself, treat yourself. That's Buzzard Billy's right there on Pearl Street in La Crosse. Right there in the old 1860s Brick Hotel up top is the Starlight Lounge in both places. Just awesome, awesome places to go to. That's Buzzer Billy's in the Starlight Lounge in La Crosse, Wisconsin, right there on Pearl Street. Stop in and tell them we sent you. Great places to go, both great places to go. Uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour, here in about uh, five minutes, ten minutes, we're going to get uh, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette going to be joining us. Bill Huber is going to come up in the next hour, and then Mike Clemens is going to close it out with us in the final hour of the show. Uh, so if you want to get a hold of us, you can here in the next few minutes. 877-867-1670. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Brad listening to us in Marshfield. Brad, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, how are you, Bill? How are you, Grant? Um, we're, we're doing I, I, great. I had read something this weekend about Jameer Alexander that he's 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 tanking it. He doesn't want he doesn't want to play for you know like with his injury he could uh, he could play through it, but he does, he just chooses not to. And also, uh, does, does Joe Barry know uh, what the word blitz means? A, a, a run blitz or a or a passing blitz? I mean, I I haven't seen him blitz. I don't remember when the last time he sent the kitchen sink was. And my um, the last one is, uh, uh, are you going to give uh, Mr. Clemens a hard time about his uh, his uh, playing playing the guitar? <laughs> Appreciate the phone call. No, I, I tell you this, a couple of things. First of all, uh, we have guitar players on the program. I ever never even knew we had. I took it up about a year ago. I'm not very good. Grant plays in a band. Mike Clemens, out of nowhere, after 10 years of being hiatus, all of a sudden starts playing music and singing songs and playing the Eagles and such at the party the other night. So uh, we've, we've got a musically rather, relatively musically apt team around. Now, does anybody back at the station, Grant, like Ebo or Rowdy or anybody, they play an instrument of any type? Ebo plays some guitar. Yeah, he's got a does couple he? of them, I know. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, there you go. There you go. So I, you know, who knew? I didn't know we were a, uh, and I'm not even including myself in that group. I'm just talking about the mass group itself. I didn't know we were a talented group of musicians. So the, the Sports Talk Five or something like that. Well, I like Would that. Rowdy, uh, Rowdy be a, a lead singer? I don't, like, I don't know. Does Rowdy have frontman potential? Maybe. Maybe he's got that in him. I'm going to shoot he him would a text, be, actually. He would be more like an angry metalhead. You know, like just a, like a thrash metalhead. Yeah, he's just going to scream at the audience, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I heard you this morning saying, well, Rowdy, you, you hate everything. So you took him at his word when he was saying he didn't like the Eagles. I could see him screaming into a microphone saying, I hate everything. I hate everything. That's just the words of the song. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Rowdy's, I, I shouldn't give Rowdy a hard time. He's been in a pretty good mood recently, but Rowdy, yeah. Rowdy does typically, uh, I don't know. He does typically get angry about things pretty easily. So maybe he could be a good, like, let's set him up with you. You know a couple guys from Disturbed. Maybe they could show yeah. him the way. Yep. Uh, we had uh, we had a, a few, you know, people that were here that have musical talent. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say we could possibly do that. Uh, going back to his question about, you know, Joe Barry and the Blitz, I don't know the last time I've seen an all-out Joe Barry Blitz. I, Joe Barry's not that guy. Um, he's not an aggressive – you know, we talk all the time about different aggressive – you know, what they're going to throw at you, aggressive play callers, defensively speaking. Spagnolo, Wink Martindale last night, you know, about these guys that get after you and run different things. And nobody talks 
about nobody. I, I can't remember the last time I heard commentators say, look at what Joe Barry's dialing up. Nobody. You know, and I look, I, I don't claim to know every nuance of every coverage in the NFL. You know, I can recognize it. I can see what's going to happen or at least what looks like it's going to happen. But I, you just don't hear that. There's certain defensive coordinators that, quote, know how to dial things up or change things up and move things around. And you don't see a lot of that uh, out of this uh, out of this group. So, uh, And then what was the first thing he said? Because I, I was going to – oh, the Jair Alexander thing. That The Jair Alexander thing, I don't know to what extent that is or isn't true. I, I don't know. Uh, I do know that, you know, Mike Clemens brought it up that all of a sudden Jair was a healthy – or at least it was a scratch. I shouldn't say healthy scratch because he's been battling an issue, uh, the back injury, the shoulder injury and such. So I don't know what happened there. I don't know if he just worked all week and all of a sudden the back locked up. I, I don't know. They certainly seem to be frustrated with him. I, I, I Honestly, I don't know what's going on. We'll get a little bit deeper into that uh, when we come back with uh, with Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. And also Eric, by the way, uh, he's got part of the podcast called After Further Review that he does with Pete Doherty, and they have that as well. So you can check that out. Let's do this. We'll bring him on when we come back. We've got uh, Eric Baranchek. We'll start to break down some of what we witnessed last night. Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette is going to join us. Coming up next on the Bill this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hear that? It's the sound of a winning December at Potawatomi. Play with your club card December 7th, 14th, and 21st. The more you play, the bigger your share of 400000 in reindeer rewards. And like a classic Midwest winter, the winds can really pile up. Dash to Potawatomi Casino Hotel, Milwaukee for your reindeer rewards. 400 grand worth. Learn more at paysbig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good to have you. 877-867-1670. We'll get back into the phone calls coming up here in just a little bit. But uh, now we want to bring in Eric Branchak of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Also, the After Further Review podcast with Pete Doherty. And to start to break down what we witnessed last night. Eric, how you doing, pal? I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little sleepy. I'm glad I'm not a Dolphins fan, that's mm. for sure. Oh, my goodness. That? Oh, that was a dump trucking. I, who, nobody saw that coming. And uh, in addition to that, they ended up hurting Tariq Hill. And you saw how the offense changed last night so dramatically once he went down. So they got their own issues. But uh, explain to me what the hell we witnessed last night. Give me your thoughts coming out of that contest between the Packers and the Giants. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, gosh, you know, first, thanks for having me on this morning. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, here's the problem that I have. And I, and I think a, a, one of your callers alluded on it a little bit about, you know, Vanilla Joe. And, my gosh, you have a team that is scoring, averaging 14 points a game, right? And they're 31st in the league in yardage. And you let them drop a 200 bill on you on the ground right. and give up a bunch of, you know, 10 extra points. 
it's it's baffling to me if I have if I'm going up against a a, a undrafted rookie quarterback, and I'm the and I'm the guy back there. I'm the guy in the headset on all week long. All we're going to run are double A blitz gaps. We're going to run we're going to run B gap blitzes. We're going to run a safety up an A gap. We're going to do all kinds of fun stuff to get pressure in his face and make him throw the ball up. And they sit back in their vanilla two shell all yep. night long. And and to top it off, you got an offensive line that's a turnstile. And the only thing they got close to a sack was Lucas Van Ness. And and that was on a it was called a one yard quarterback run rather than a sack. So or a right. quarterback run rather than a sack. So it was you know, for me, I didn't see any and it's tough on, on, on the T V shot. The all twenty two comes out later, that'll be much easier. But there wasn't much that I saw in blitz or in coverage uh, disguises. Um, didn't have any three looks that converted to a four, anything like that. And, and you know, geez, oh man, you knew that they were humdinger. You know, the five games left, they just came off a bunch of good ones. You knew the quarterback and the offense was going to have a humdinger somewhere in there. Now it came out, thankfully, not against the Panthers, but it came out and now. Uh, now they, it, the, the test is going to be this: What's going to happen to this football team? Is it, are they going to let this thing take them down the drain, or is this going to be a wake-up call? That's right. that's what what Sunday is going to tell us. I called this a blip on the radar, offensively speaking. I, I I just I think it was a bad game. I I liked what they did a little bit early, but it, it goes back to Jordan Love reverted back to some of the things that we saw earlier this season: missing open receivers on out patterns floating passes out overthrowing them by two three yards it's like all of a sudden just they everything they did over the last four weeks just like got washed away last night that's a funny thing about young quarterbacks isn't it you know they they kind of do that they, they they'll have this stuff you knew there was going to be a humdinger you knew it and this was it but you know what i would have would have thought you know quite honestly I just thought, okay, in the middle of the second quarter, things aren't going real good. We got to, we got to make this easy. We got to start running some more crosses over the middle. We got to run some more. How about some slants, things like that, just to get some rhythm, get some things going. And it just never, never came up. And and uh, you know, quite frankly, the defense didn't help, help them. And 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 that's the the part where it's so frustrating is you got a guy in, in Rashawn Gary that you pay this guy a bunch of money, and he makes the same mistakes. Since week one to week 13, the same mistake. Take that inside route, or instead of rushing up, staying in his out lane, in his, or staying in his lane, keeping contained, he bites it inside. The quarterback whoop, goes around the corner for 15. Then a couple plays later, he does it again, and it's a touchdown. You know, it's just because the quarterback is able to get out of the pocket because he tries to take the easy route and goes inside. You know, that's coaching. you got to stand up to that guy and say, listen, this is your job. If you're going to cut inside, that's great. But you all darn better make the sack. Because if you don't, you're letting your team down. And there's numerous occasions where guys on defense are not doing their job. They're shifting gaps. They're guessing instead of staying home. And then the sad thing happened with, with poor uh, Campbell is he was home. And he and that touchdown run, the first touchdown run that, that Barkley had, and uh, he just whiffed. <laughs> yeah. So – I mean, some of that is, is, is physical errors, but to me, the defensive coordinator, they got to come up with a better game plan against a young quarterback that is that has inexperienced. They got to do it, and unfortunately, it didn't happen.
It looked to me like they read the press clippings of 69 sacks and 16 sacks in the last few weeks and thought it was going to be a cakewalk. Like they just were going to end up getting him all over the field. And they, and like you said, I, I tweeted it out numerous times. They just never set the edge. And I kept writing again in capital letters. Like I just wanted to scream at the TV and somebody to hear me saying, could you stop just crashing in and allowing these guys to get outside? And I agree with you. I, that's coaching. Because at some point you got to call down to the field and go, hey, dude, what are you doing? You're killing us on the outside right now. And the one, the one time they set the edge really good on that second Saquon Barkley touchdown, the safety fell asleep and stuck inside. When there was a jet, a pile of humanity, all the man had to do was step up and instead he stood behind the pile and watched the guy run into the end zone. I mean, that yeah. is just a lack of, of, of continuity and understanding what the scheme is on defense. Are you a spill team? Are you a turn the guy team? What, what, what are you doing? And it, it doesn't make any sense what's going on because it, the, the safeties aren't, in, aren't playing in conjunction with the backers. And I thought the defensive line played relatively good. But when you don't have guys in gaps, you ain't going to make stops. So let's talk about the offensive line for a minute because last night, again, a lot of shuffling going on. Yash Nyman back out at tackle, then back inside. Zach Tom outside. They're shuffling the offensive line a lot uh, and, and moving guys around. Do you like this? No, I, I really don't. And um, I thought that the run blocking was sufficient uh, at times. Unfortunately, you got a back that's not very shifty because, uh, you know, the best design run blocks, you don't know what the defense is, run schemes, you don't know what the defense is going to do or if a deep or a linebacker is going to get stupid and over pursue. And it happened. And unfortunately, that poor running back just, I don't know if it's growing or if he, you know, he probably just doesn't have it isn't able to cut back on those like the way Aaron Jones does. And that's, they did a nice job, uh, the Giants defense, of making sure they covered everything up late and, uh, and, 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 at, and tried to get him to, to redirect and it couldn't get it done. But, I, but on the, in the passing situations, I really, you really want to have your guys out there that are, are, have been there for a while. Unfortunately, Zach Tom, worst game that he's played all year, not that he's a bad football player, that, that Thibodeau is a pretty good guy. You know, he's, he's, he's not bad. Uh, so he got worked a little bit by him uh, on several occasions. But if it were me, I'd stick, I'd stick Nyman out there and I'd put Sean Ryan in there and let it go, you know, see what happens. You, you get plus and minuses. At least with Sean Ryan, if he's going to make a mistake, he's not going to end up on his backside. The, uh, you know, going back to Jordan Love and last night with some of the errant passes, specifically early on in that ball game, and I didn't really pay attention a lot early on to the footwork. Later in the game, specifically in that final drive and in that final quarter, things began to settle down and he looked a little bit better and looked like he was just kind of letting it go. But early on in that game, he looked like a, he looked like the old Jordan, you know, Jordan Love that we saw in games three, four, five, six, and seven. Yeah, his feet were all over the place, and uh, that's that's not a good sign. It's it's probably one of two things, you know, a little bit of cockiness. Hey, I can throw the ball however I want, when I want. And uh, the other thing is, you know, it's a Monday night, bring bright lights, traveling, you know, all those kind of things kind of add up. And I think a lot of people kind of downplay how how that is mentally when you're playing the, uh, on the stage like they're playing and. Um, you know, he got sloppy with his feet. There's no question about it. And it, it settled down a little bit later in the game. But still, you saw early in the game, hopping around, um, you know, settle down, plant your feet, let her, let her and just wing it. And when he does that, he's really good. When, when he isn't um, 
and, and that's every quarterback, even Aaron Rodgers, when he when his feet get wonky, he's not very good either. And it's just it's it's, it's just a part of the maturation process that you got to go through with a young quarterback. And you're going to have that. You're going to have those games. Now that he's got a couple of these big games under his belt, you hope that some of that goes away. Yeah, he gets a couple of primetime games in, in national tele, nationally televised games, getting the win on Thanksgiving, getting the win again on Sunday night. Coming in here on Monday night, yeah, it's Monday night football, but I, it, to, to me, I, the NFL Network wrote a really good piece, and they said it looked like like the Packers started to prepare for this game and they just didn't. Like the, the way they started off, it looked like they just didn't prepare for whatever Wink Martindale was going to throw at them. Yeah, they weren't ready, and you knew he was going to blitz. You knew he was going to disguise coverages and do things like that, and it just didn't materialize on the Packers side. It would be better, uh, obviously, if they were, if understood that and had a better running attack that was more consistent. Um, even you know, throw some throw throw the throw the ball to twenty eight a little bit more often, and, and just kind of settle things down a little bit. But primarily, got to get things going early and, and get the defense, uh, the linebackers, and safety start thinking a little bit about what's coming, out, what they're looking at. Real quick before I let you go, uh, the look, I, I like the use of, of Reed and I like some of the end around stuff that they run and, and wheel route stuff, but they, they went, they're going to the well too often with that. And to me, it's just because they don't have Aaron Jones. They don't have a dynamic back. They have to keep defenses honest on the outside. But come the second half of that ballgame, every time he went into motion, if the snap occurred while he was near it, you knew who was getting the ball. It was so obvious, especially on the two-point conversion. They went to the well too many times, in my opinion. How about you? Yeah, and you said it. How else do you attack the perimeter? They don't have any other way to keep defenses honest. The only way they can make defenses defend 53 and a third is to make sure that is to give the ball to him on end around. Jet sweeps, in my opinion, two, three times a game, it's pretty much all you're going to get out of it. And you're going four or five times, it's just kind of ugly. I mean, they had the really nice one for the touchdown. That was, that was beautiful, but they're limited at the running back spot. So the only, now the only other way that they're going to be able to do that is it would be to, would be to fake it roll out and throw it back to him or um, just use him as a dummy more often than not. Cause you saw, you're right. You saw the defenses when he was coming across, they typewritered across with him when, you know, someone else was going in motion. They pretty much were, were, were just kept their, their feet in concrete. So there were, there was no, they were taking that play away and they did a nice job of it at times. Not always, but at times they did they had that two point conversion. That was not uh that would have been a great time for a fake, you know, to, to fake it and roll out the other way and hit the tight end or something. But, right. you know, you know, we're all Monday, Tuesday morning quarterbacks, I guess, today. But, you know, unfortunately for them, they're so limited at the running back position that they don't, they don't have any other way to attack the perimeter. Always great to talk to you the day after a ball game. We'll talk again next week, okay? All right. I look forward to it. Thanks. Have a great week. Thanks, Eric. Talk to you soon. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, also the After Upon Further Review podcast that he does with Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette as well and breaking down what we saw last night out of the Green Bay Packers. Like we said, the All-22 coming out today, but many of the, many of the things you've already seen, you just kind of know it. You know what you're looking at. You know that things just weren't good, and you know that, you know, like he said, uh, there was no creativity via defense last night. It was very vanilla. And that's what I thought I saw. I just wanted the validation that that's exactly what I saw. Just a lot of four-man rush, soft zone. It, there was nothing that was getting after the quarterback for a team that had be, just given up so much. Lowest scoring team in the league, and you just kind of let them do what they wanted to do. You know? 
877-867-1670. Hit us up. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley and uh, our friends over there at uh, Stoles 0109. They've got, uh, coming up, they've got, uh, like, all-you-can-eat crab leg dinners. Uh, it's coming up on Monday, December 18th from 4 to 9 out at Stoley's Hog Alley. And they wanted me to, to, to let you know, but go to Stoley'sHogAlley.com. That's Stoley'sHogAlley.com. But all-you-can-eat crab legs coming up just for the season, coming up this coming Monday from on December 18th, 4 to 9, Stoley's Hog Alley out there in Oconomowoc. All-you-can-eat crab legs. So if you uh, love crab legs, that's an opportunity. Go in, stuff your face, enjoy yourself like you're going to the electric chair later that night. Good stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. (laughs) Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends game when they got the fumble recovery from Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, he, he got out the pocket and he made, you know, some little some, some nice throws. Um, like I said, we just we gotta get back to the drawing board, honestly. So yeah. The uh the, the fumble was huge uh last night because you thought at that point in time, and going back to that, you thought at that point in time that, you know, that was going to be the turning point of the game in which the Packers could go down and close it out. We all just kind of felt that there was too much time left on the clock that the defense wasn't going to hold. But uh, Valentine talks about that, uh, that, that, you know, Saquon Barkley putting it on the turf. And the ball popped out and I grabbed it and I started running. That was it. Man, a few words. He also said that. Right. I know. (laughs) Uh, the one thing that, uh, you know, I wanted to hear from, and, and this is where he talks about, it, he just said, look, uh, you know, as far as the, the final drive, they just weren't able to stop them. Um, yeah, we didn't, we knew they needed a field goal. Um, he's trying to keep everything in front of us, you know, minimum game, but being be better in that aspect as well, too. 
That's it. Not much there. Not much there. Just, you know, they, they look, you can't lose. And I and, and Matt LaFleur even kind of said it. Remember last year when Aaron Rodgers said, uh, we can't lose like that to that team, basically meaning the Detroit Lions. Matt LaFleur kind of said that last night. Like, we, we, we shouldn't have lost this game, not to that team. That team gives up, you know, so many points. That team takes so many sacks. That team can't score. And they, they lost the game to that team. And that's – you just – you can't do that. You know, even Valentine said, look, it's disappointing to lose a game like that to a team when you're coming in, you know, six-point favorites. I didn't even know he was favorites, honestly. Um, I don't focus on that. I mean, I just go in and give every opponent uh, the respect. So, yeah. So, there you go. Give the opponent respect. I mean, it, just a bad night. Defensively speaking, a bad night. Just all around. I, there's so many different area areas you can uh, – you can throw a dart at a dartboard and pick a reason as to why they lost that game. Very disappointing last night. And I agree with many of you that said, hey, it was bound to happen. I agree. Because I thought to myself, okay, when they beat the Lions and they beat the beat the, the Chiefs, you kind of had one to play with. I figured it probably would come within the division against Minnesota. Never thought it would be against a bad team. Where you'd have that kind of a letdown. Bill Huber, Sports Illustrated, going to join us coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Stay right where you're at. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.